Boss man. G'day. Wow. Like that? Wow. Look at that mo. Not bad, huh? Holy moly, you are putting Murphy's to shame. Pretty good, isn't it? Yeah. That's impressive. Fuck, what's it going to be like? We're, we're only the 10th of November, dude. I think it's going to be much the same because I just I shaved the rest this morning and makes the rest look kind of more pronounced. Pronounced. Are they sideburns you got as well? Oh, shit, yeah. Yeah. Holy moly. Yeah, I'm not fucking around, Jeez. mate. You are going full Tiger King, aren't you, mate? Full Tiger King, yeah. I, this one's not grown quite like this one. That's Ooh. okay. That one probably hasn't reached puberty yet. Well, that's the thing. I know I can grow sideburns because when I was like 20 years old, that's the only thing I could grow. So I know yeah. they will grow. Yeah. yeah. I used to have sideburns back in the day, like a typical ball guy. <laughs> oh, that's pretty cool. Uh, not really. Do <laughs> you, you, you have any photos of that? Um, yeah, maybe. Maybe. Probably old wedding photos, if anything. <laughs> I tried to grow mine because that's the only thing I could grow. You know, like uh, Beverly Hills 90210, Dylan. Yes. An old mate used to have the sideburns. That was what I was going yep. for at the time. Mm, mm. I don't know who does this. I don't know who does the Tiger yeah. King chopper read and the sideburns, but I just thought it would look cool and I'm, it's I'm not unique. wrong. Yep. I, I, I'm, it, it's grown on me. Good. So... We need to talk. Yeah, that's that's the idea. What, what do you want to talk about? What the fuck happened to uh, what what happened to No Hop November, mate? That didn't last very long, did it? Wait, have you been talking to other people, or based on what you've seen from my? Well, I've seen. I saw it on um, <clears throat> on Facebook. Yeah, I think Raylo took a photo. Well, yeah, and you're you're at the Revel New Revel Rivermakers. Oh yeah, well, the, see the thing was. Um, we <laughs> we had the we had the Black Ops birthday right, so I went up to Brisbane for that. It was great. One of the beers was one of the original uh, semi pro beers, which is that Why So Sour, you know, the blood orange sour that Mick used to mm-hmm. do. I think it was their best selling mm-hmm. beer. It's a, it's a it's a really fun beer. So I had that one first. It's tasting really good. And then I had the cold IPA. But I mean, I have to have the birthday beers. It's it's beyond no hop member. Yep, I had to. So I had one mm-hmm. of those. And then I had the other one. Um, and then we went to Revel. And I've just got so many good hoppy beers. But I had, like I went with the Porter. Everyone else is drinking like the XPA and it's Eclipse IPA and all these other ones. Mm-hmm. And then after that, I'd had like four beers and I was just like, fuck it. Fuck no hop member. That's, uh, that's a bit of a hop addiction you got going there, mate. Well, I, I don't. I, I'm actually just finishing... A lager right now because I, I yeah. got this one. I've got another beer for the show, which is also is not a hoppy beer, but right. I just I struggle. I don't really like it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we need to try it again next year, mate. No hop November. No, 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 no. I'm I'm so I only had I had the Eclipse IPA at Revel. Um, yep. and we got we went to Wellers Hills Bowls Club on the way back and got some take. The, the only beers in the fridge are full of hops. So I had one more hoppy beer there and then that was it. So mm-hmm. it's not completely mm-hmm. over. I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm, I'm resisting temptation. Like we do sensory every day, you know, like I'm seeing people drink our hazies and I'm just like, man. Um, and I'm, I am Sensory resisting. doesn't count. I'll, 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 I'll give you that much, mate. But that's, um, that's, but that's work. But okay. But the point of this is to, 
rediscover my love of hops, right? So it's not going to mm. work if I'm doing sensory every day on hoppy beers that have been brewed yesterday. Oh, you can't. You know I mean? the, the temptation's too much. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. I think I've lost some willpower, to be honest with you. I think, I think like when I was younger, no one shit. year. <laughs> <laughs> it lasted fucking four days. I know. I know. It's hard. When I was younger, I went for a year without ice cream when I was like 25. All right. Just to say I could, just to be like, oh, I've got good willpower. I'll do, I'll, I'll do it. Just, just literally oh. just for that reason alone, went for a whole year without ice cream. And I think I did it with I can, chocolate once as I well. Can... I can relate to that. I, I eat ice cream nearly every day, even in the depths of winter. So you try to have, I mean, I couldn't have a year of anything now. I just, I don't no. care enough. You know what I mean? Like when I was 20, I was like, yeah, I've got to prove to myself I can do it now. Okay. I'll grow this for a month. Yeah. Yeah. But that's like lack of effort as opposed to making effort. But um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. You get older, you don't care as much. Well, you just got to come to the realization what's what's the bloody point you know yeah well i'm doing this for just, myself i think so the older i a... get the less fucks i give so <laughs> that's, that's so true <laughs> i was just saying i just had a call just before this and i was literally said the same thing i was like i care way less about the good things and the bad things like i don't like mm. we like nothing is quite as exciting as it was before like when we hit a milestone at work it's it's still exciting like it's cool but mm. it's ne it's never the same as the first one. Like I'm sure, like you know, like the, the first time you win a beer a beer trophy, it's absolutely mm. incredible. It's like a life changing thing. And then mm. you win another one, and it's like, oh, it's cool. You know, it's not the same. You're gonna like just keep keep crushing it throughout the rest of your brewing career, and you probably wind up like the fucking Dalai Lama or something, just sitting there on a platform, all zen. With my flannel. People look at you go, man, that guy's that guy's an amazing brewer. And you're just sitting there just nodding, going, Yeah, yeah, I am. Yeah. True. <laughs> I, I don't care about those physical possessions. Mm. Is there Have a brewing a hall there? of fame? Oh yeah, I do. Hang on. Um, a brewing hall of fame. Mm. Yeah, there's like a few. There's like um I mean the IBA does like a uh, like a like lifetime membership or service to the industry and that sort of thing. I yeah, but the by the time you're in American the American Brewers Association, you're sold, sold anyway. You're no longer independent, so they're probably not even celebrating. Mm. Like did yeah. they, 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 like Chuck Hahn just had his what was what was that thing? His fifty years, some crazy milestone in the industry. Fifty years, yeah, That's yeah. insane. And there was like like what did what's you listen to that, that podcast that James Atkinson did? No, I haven't yet, but I will. I like his podcast. Oh, very really good. good. Yeah, really good. Anyway, what's the beer you got? Oh, yeah. Um, you go first. Well, I've got we got beer mail. Wait, we both got beer mail. Got... <gasps> oh, was this uh, was this one from last week? So no, I, I didn't. I didn't realize you got it as well. I thought it was just me. No, well, you're not that, that special. Well, I thought like, that's how it works. Yes. Like it's expensive to Hill. send beer to two people. Yeah, I'm sure it is. But um, I got mine the same day as yours. Nice. So Iron Bark Hill Renegade XPA. And I have no regrets about drinking a hoppy beer in front of you in the middle of your no-hop November. <sighs> since it's even, it's it even a green label, which is not helping. Is it? <laughs> it's just teasing, isn't it? All right, give us That's a little a quick, quick review. 
That is a lovely looking beer. Nice and bright. Good foam. Let's have a look. Nice hop aroma. One sip, everyone knows the rules. That is a tasty beverage. Nice. Oh, I really well, like that out. one. Now, what's happened? That was Andrew. There? Andrew yes. Drayton. Andrew Drayton. Um, fan of the show, one of the 12. One of the 12. Yep. And go against the grain with the Renegade XPA, balanced mm -hmm. aromas and flavors of citrus, juicy fruit salad, supported by a full bodied malt profile. Hop to it. That is uh, a very good description and spot on. What do you good. got there, mate? Shout out. Yeah. Uh, okay. All right. Well, I've got the Kramer also from Andrew at Ironbark Hill. Uh, it's a smoked porter. Yes. And I've chosen this for a few reasons. One, oh, yes. it's not a hoppy beer. Um, mm -hmm. Two is we've done, we did a beer called the Kramer very early on. Did you? Uh, yeah, it was our it was a grapefruit XBA. Yep. Um, and it was a collab with my mate who worked at Custom, who makes shoes. And he's his mate who worked there, Ben, is now the video guy at Bolter. This was like the first. It was in a bottle way before we were even putting beer into cans, and we called it the Kramer. So yeah, yeah right. Yeah, so this is a six point eight percent smoked porter. I've got some friends who are over in Bamberg at the moment. They were judging at the European. I think Michael might be there actually at the moment, um, Ooh, judging nice. the European beer star awards at Domans in Munich. And then they all went up to Bamberg, and my Facebook feed is full of people drinking it, Schlenkeler and. Special and my favorite Bamberg brewery, which is Fassler. And um, yeah. There's only a few of those words that you said that I understood. You've never had a Schlenkeler? No, it sounds like something that would be a lot of fun, though. That is the quintessential smoked or German Rauch beer. Okay. Oh, um, wow. And if you, do you like that? Yeah. Right, yeah, love a shankler then. Roasty, just not too much smokiness, just a good a good amount, noticeable. Yeah. What does the smoke taste like? Well, I already read the label, so that kind of ruined it for me. It's, mm. It says a rich tapestry of beech smoke and smooth roasted malts. Yeah, like, so beechwood, beech smoke, it smell it's from beechwood. And that yeah. smells like smells and tastes like bacon. Yes. So you go to Bamberg, and that's where the Wyman Maltings is. Right. Yeah. And then there's also a couple of really cool breweries. So you got Schlenkeler, which is really well known for its smoked beers, that sort of thing. Um, Spezial, which is um, also does smoked beers, but more hardcore, more intense. Um, and then there's a few other really good breweries around. There's um, my favourite one is is Fassler, F A, you know that S that looks like a B. Yeah. Um, it's spelled like that, Fassler. And I really like that because it had a real sort of working man's vibe or working person's vibe to mm -hmm. it, and it was pretty good. And um, then you got Mars Brow, which is pretty good as well. They're and, all specialising um, in smoked beers. No, not necessarily. No, right. Fassler and Mars Brow don't necessarily specialise in smoked beers, but. Spezial and Schlenkeler do. Yeah. 
and I can't believe that you haven't had a Schlenkerlup. I haven't. I've had a few different smoked beers, but no, probably no legitimate, like no actual German ones. Oh, it is. It's um, unbelievable, mate. You know, smoked beers don't necessarily float my boat, you know, from just from personal opinion perspective, but mm. my God, the complexity that's in Schlenkerla is unbelievable. It's just got a bit of smoke, a bit of malt sweetness, a bit of nutmeg, a bit of um, all this sort of weird shit going on. It's amazing. We did a, we're doing a, a staff beer for Chelsea and we've had to have a few cracks at it because it's a, a bit of a crazy beer, but it's a, it's supposed to be a, a whiskey sour with smoked malts and uh, the first one was too smoky and we did, we chucked it in a barrel in AWOL um, and tasted it yesterday and a lot of the smokes kind of dropped, dropped out, but it's tasting really good. Um, so as I was drinking this, I was just thinking like this in a barrel for six months or something would be amazing. Yeah. So um, smoke beers are cool, and and we have to brew. We've got to brew one. We still have to brew that um, Grodzitski. Yes, yes, true. I have not asked Gubs about that yet. <laughs> Come on, man! I know, I know. It's this... the ultimate summer smashing beer. You've got fucking five brew houses. That's true. That's true. <laughs> okay, you've right, got five. Fine. All right, I'm sure you can fit it in. All right, I'll add it. Send, send me the, how to spell that word, and then I'll add it to my list, and we'll we'll get it done. <laughs> um, Grodzitski. 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 That I can't even fucking say the word. Grodzitski. <laughs> Uh, right but anyway shout out to andrew that's cool i've been to his brewery have you yeah. been down there in the hunter valley no keen um um he's doing some upgrades at the moment and um um he's um he's just he's very hardworking brewer you know i i do a little bit of work with him and he's just constant he's one of those brewers just constantly inquisitive trying to improve and mm. all that sort of stuff so i've got a lot of time for brewers who are like that yeah. Um, so as soon as we can get on the road and go places, head down to Hunter Valley. It's like it's like so cool down there. I would love to go back there. Mm. Mm. Um. All right. What's so? What else is happening, Andrew? What, what What's your week been like? Anything fun happening? I mean, um, no. I should. I need, I need to give you a Renault update, though. Yeah. Yeah. So the um. So I didn't really do much work in the apartment last weekend but I went and bought a lot of stuff. Okay. So I bought tiles. I've decided to rip out the bathroom and put in a new bathroom. Yeah. So that's just jacked up the, the dollars there. But I'm like, you know what? If I'm going to live in it, I'm going to enjoy living in it. And so uh, that's going to be happening in early December. Uh, and do you I have in, that, in the plans for that, do you have some kind of shower beer situation happening or... I will actually make sure that there will be a shower, a place, a, a, a can holder. Yeah. I think that's fair. A fucking porcelain can hold can holder. Okay. Well, it's kind of matching with my tiles. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, and um, I think that's a pretty smart way to play a bathroom renovation. Um, so, yeah, that's going to happen. Um, bought floorboards as well. So I spent a lot of money on stuff, but didn't actually do anything last week on it's it progress. are you doing the floors yourself yeah man, my brother's gonna come down and we'll probably knock that off in a weekend yeah nice what what sort of floorboards so, you get um black butt oh yeah nice yeah so quite pale wood yeah 
it's hybrid flooring, right? So it's like it's fake wood, but yes, um, but it look, looks um, like wood and it's better because it's won't bow as much. Yeah, and, yeah. No, that's right. Yeah, and it's you know it's all fireproof and all that sort of stuff, mm. and so that's pretty good. And then I had a couple of quotes on air conditioning, and holy moly, that's expensive to put in like a ducted or something, or just a couple of units, or no, it's no, just a couple of three units in the place, one in the, in the lounge room and one in each of the bedrooms. Mm. There's a fair bit to it, but because I'm on the top floor, there's some complexity around the cabling, the ducting of the aircon stuff, mm. and um. And where they're going to put the um, condenser units outside yeah. and that sort of thing, the compressors outside. And um, and it's, um, yeah, holy moly. That's way, way, the, the quotes are like more than double the budget that I had put aside for it. Yeah, right. So, yeah. So I'm undecided yet as to how that's going to go, but yeah, we'll see what happens. I feel like it's kind of these days you just need some kind of air conditioning. I, I live for so long without air conditioning, but yeah, it gets it's way too hot in Brisbane. It is. It's too hot and too muggy. Yeah. And um, I had a mate of mine. He said to me, why don't you put ceiling fans in? I'm like, what the fuck put ceiling fans in your fucking air conditioning? <laughs> ceiling fans so, are good. I'm a, I'm a fan of ceiling fans. Literally a fan of fans? Um, yeah, very much so. Yeah. It went very meta very quickly, mate. Yeah. 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 No, I think I think fans are good. I mean, if, if you've got sort of low ceilings, it makes it a bit harder. But fans are useful, but yeah. you still sometimes it's just way too hot. Yeah, yeah. Um, just going to skip the fans and have the aircon, I think. So, And if yeah. it's too hot, open a fucking window and be done with it. That's oh, fair. that's the other cool thing I did today. I put some I put some beer in a can today. Oh, yeah? Pretty proud. Where? So the froth, the froth Rookies. Oh, that's um, cool. Did, did, a, did a canning run today. With craft buns. And... No, no, no. We've got our own canning line, mate. The state government owns like a oh, cast right. max canning yes, machine. that's right. Yeah. yeah, that's cool. Yeah. And I think now we've had it, oh, just oh, a little bit, about eight months, I think, we've, we've had it. And it's just starting to get dialed in now, mate. And the seam nice. is working well. The machine just runs. The DOs, where we got them down into the fifties and sixties, which is pretty pretty awesome. Nice. And um, so we, yeah, we 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 um, we can the um, the um, session ale today, which is the mid strength. Nice, nice, um, nice fruity, 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 three and a half percent pale ale with. I think it's got strata and. Nice. Got in it. I have I'm yet to have a shit beer with strata in it, mate. So. Strata is the best. Strata is the best. It's my it's my personal favorite hop. Now let's see what hops have I put in this thing. Magnum, Cascade, Citra Cryo, and Strata. Oh yeah, that sounds good. That's some good. That's a good combo right there. Hell yeah! What do you do with the beers? Very... You just kind of get, just give them out. No, God no. Oh, paperwork. <laughs> no, but like for, um, for students and stuff, they can take the beers or. Uh, nope paperwork no? wow <laughs> no, so well so no we, we um so if you are keen to try some of the froth hookies beers um you can get them at my beer dealer um and you can also get them at cannon hill brewing's tap room oh, wow. south side of you can go and buy them um you can go and buy them we don't make a lot we we broke our yield record today we did 20 cases what sort of can how big is it like what, is it like a small canning line yeah, it's a little three-head thing. It's on wheels and 
It's that small. Then. It does. I mean, like um, you did that. The you did a beer with Sanctus, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. But we did ours. They did theirs. Yeah. Yeah. So the same machine is what they've got. Yeah. Right. Same so, machine, exact same machine. Interesting. Oh, that's really cool. I want and, to go buy um, one. Yeah, it's going good. Oh, and the other cool thing, like, I love cool brewery technology, and we got our can seam um, camera working. Oh, nice! Which is amazing. I don't know if have you got one. I don't think so, but I'm more of a, as you can see from the flannel, I'm more of a brewer than a packaging expert. So, oh, okay. Are you more of a micrometer man as opposed to a yeah? I get, I get micro camera. In, I get deep in the lab and that kind of stuff. Yeah, so, you know. yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't yeah, mess with yeah. the technology. I'm old school. Yeah. So basically, you get you can get this can seam inspection camera, and so what you do is you've got this little sort of rotary saw, and you. It goes like a bandsaw, and you cut two holes in the seam, or you cut you cut two two holes in it, and there's a little micro camera. It takes a photo of the cross section of the seam, and it'll measure it. Nice, it's amazing. What's one of those sent you back? Um, that was a that's a Crowler Nation one. That was about twelve grand. Nice. I'm the worst person to ask those questions. We probably have those. I have no idea. <laughs> hey wait can you send me some of the, can you send me a four pack so you could send me free beer in beer mail from frost rookies and i could send you some black up beer would, and it would be a yeah yeah beer mail i would situation. love to um but uh but um i can't because the paperwork i'll fill um, in some paperwork it's all good yeah no it's the government have to can't they can't give away stuff for free mm, so fine. i work for the government um, they do plenty of shit for free hand though yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember I a lot of stuff. I just don't want to. I just don't want to have to do the paperwork. <laughs> so yeah, That's fair. but um, yeah. So it went well today. I was pretty happy with today. And that, it's a, you know, it's it's probably one of the best moments I think being a being a brewing teacher is those days where you do the the canning or the kegging or drinking the beer from the bright tank because you know all the hard work that the students put into it and that sort of thing. It all sort of solidifies all of the hard work that they've been doing you know yeah. to get that beer to that point and um um and 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 and, and you just see a lot of pennies drop on mm. canning day it's amazing it's such a critical part of the process to putting the beer in the can oh absolutely it's it's i mean it's brewing as far as i'm concerned it's a very very important job packaging mm. um we yeah we we're and, now ro rotating rotating everyone across all of it I don't, I don't know if you can see how distracted I am right now. This episode is about to turn into the worst Breaking Bad episode that ever was. Remember that one with the fly? And the, the fly, fucking like for 24 yes, hours. I can see the fly. the fly. Can you see it? I'm in an enclosed room yes, I with see the fly. one fly. Yes. And, and this is what this episode is going to be like. It's just going to be me trying to catch this fucking fly. It's for the an fly. Hour. <laughs> I'm going to... I'm going <laughs> to... The worst thing is when you got beer... The fly's not going to leave because it smells yeah. amazing. He just wants to eat it. No, that's I'm gonna, right. I'm going to open the door, see if he flies out. There's going to be a lot of editing in this episode. Yeah. 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 Is that working? What's going to You know what's going to happen is the fly's going to fly out and the dog's going to come in and start humping my yeah. leg. <laughs> humping my leg. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Very old school. Way back in episode one. Yeah, um, exactly. Hey, what's going on with your fucking crew? In which, which like, capacity? Raylo and Riley. 
I had beers with them last night at the IBA meeting. Oh yeah, and, I was going to ask if you went to that. Uh, yeah, I went to that, and 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 Raylo looks like Eddie Vedder. That's what I said. Yeah, he said Eddie Vedder, and I was like, and then Riley, he's like waving at me, and I'm like, hey, how mm. are you? Uh, g'day, mate. And then he goes, it's Riley. I'm like, oh, serious? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's scary. He, he had a long beard. Yeah, Eddie uh, Raylo. Raylo didn't mention to anyone that he was even doing it. He just turned up at work without a beard and, and with his long hair. I was like, holy shit. Uh, Riley, we, we got the guys from Bearded Chap down uh, to sponsor our little Movember thing and they shaved him off at the tap room. So that was good. Everyone kind of got to see that happening. I actually thought Riley didn't look as scary as I thought he would look. Mm-hmm. Um, Kale and Raylo kind of look completely different, but Riley's like, yeah, you know, I thought you'd look like a straight weirdo, but you look reasonably normal. I was disappointed, so, to be honest. There's a lot of beards coming off this month. I see that there's Luke from Soapbox, who's just had a long beard for as long as I can remember, shaved his off. And... For November or just? For November, yeah. 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 Very good. It's well, really interesting. You, if, you're, if, if you're one of the 12 listeners to our show, go to bloody... Uh, What's your most space? I don't know. Black, blackops.com.au forward slash donate. Go there. Ah, there you go. And um, go and donate some money to a good cause. What is it? Prostate cancer and beyond blue or something? Yeah, and mental health. Yeah, good. Mental health, yeah. And um, I think we're up to five grand. Holy shit, that's pretty good, man. Yeah. So what's happening in your world, mate? What is happening? Well, we had our birthday on the weekend. We went to Revel. That was cool. We, and we were talking about getting the guys on here, but I, did, I saw them there. Um. That place is so cool. Did you go? Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I went on uh, Friday night, the pre-launch night. Yeah. And um, such a great space. The the brewery area is just that that roof is very Harry Potter. It's just beautiful building. I didn't go in there. I didn't, I, I can't, you know, they were busy as shit. I wasn't going to ask for a tour of the brewery or anything, but the tap room and everything outside was unbelievable. The site is unbelievable. Yeah. It would have been pumping too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's packed. Did you, you eat? Did you eat there? Did I didn't know. No, we, we we just we had a couple of beers and we only we could actually only get the table for an hour because they were that busy. Wow! Holy moly! Yeah, the menu looks really good. The food looks pretty good. I didn't eat when I was there. I, I had a mate got a burger. It looked pretty good and that sort of thing. And of course, the beers are good. Maddie's Maddie and Wes are making some amazing beers there and that sort of thing. And um, uh, yeah, they're doing great. And it's great to see that finally open you know and mm. um it's it was it's long overdue and um uh and and it's good to see you know all that that because because the brewery's been there for over a year right yeah so they can be there for ages yeah. they just haven't had the tap room and um ah oh, do you know what i really liked about the place tell me tiles the tiles in the bathroom that's where i got my tile inspiration oh, really? in the bathroom <laughs> nice. yep I bought the exact same fucking tiles <laughs> as the bathrooms in Revel River Makers. No shit. I'm not joking. That's amazing. <laughs> I want to, I've got so many questions for those guys about how all that happens because the, the place just looks the place looks amazing. Yeah. You mean um, the tiles or I mean the, the tiles could be part of it, but just generally yeah. like like the whole site, how that came about. Um, like like how like I, it just it just looks so cool. You know, how, how much does that shit cost? Like, I don't even know where to start with any of that, that stuff. With yeah, one of those really amazing, epic kind of old sites, yeah. Um, yeah. But, yeah, let, let's get them on the podcast because you're good mates with Matty, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, absolutely. Get them on, give them a bit of love. 
Yeah, absolutely. Sounds good. And if any of our listeners, I had I had quite a few people come up to me on the weekend and say they were one of our 12 listeners. Um, so that was nice in Brizzy. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, if any of our 12 listeners are, are keen and in Brizzy, get along to Revel. It's really cool. Yeah. Um, do we um, do we have any questions or anything like that from any of our punters? We've got, yeah, we've got some news items and some fan questions. What's your preference? What do you got? You want some news items first? What, what, what sure. Do you want Give to hit me with the, the news. Okay, I'll hit you with the news. All right, all right. Um, I had Revel on there. I had ACCC won't oppose Lionstone and Wood acquisition, but that's not super surprising. Yeah. Eh. Nah, not that not surprised really. by that. Um, did you see the Coopers financial results for the year? Are you into that kind of shit? Oh, a little bit. Do people realize uh, how much I money I didn't read Coopers, Coopers in particular? Made? Right. And did you look at the numbers? Yeah, they make 30 plus million dollars profit a year. Really? On what sort of revenue? Like, I don't know, $300 million or something crazy. Um, I think they, I'll bring up the article. Um, they, I, I remember when they, they came out last year and said, you know, here's our, here are our results. And I'm thinking like, why does no one ever talk about Coopers? They're doing 82 million litres of beer, which is just a shitload of beer. It's, it's actually, it's not the most I've ever done, but that's still a shitload of beer. I don't think this mentions their revenue, but it was it, it's a lot. I think it's something like $300 million or something crazy. If they're doing $300 million and getting $30, $30 million net profit, that is outstanding. Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, and they also, paid, I think that the article of their results last year said they'd paid a dividend something like every year for 30 years, except for that one year during COVID or something. And in this one, they're paying a dividend again um, and doing a share buyback. It's just a, it's a right. very, very successful independent business. Well, they're very vertically integrated, mm. right? So they they built a maltings in Adelaide, right? So they've got their, their you can buy Cooper's malt. Um, they do a lot in homebrew. Yeah. Um, they obviously have their different... Uh, they're Cooper's beer brands. They've got the brands of beer that they brew under license. Um, and, um, and they got a tap room at the Adelaide airport. Oh, yeah. That's fun. Yeah. What do you think of Cooper's beers, Hendo? Do you, do you like them? Um, yeah. I think they're uniquely Australian. And, and you know, it's, it's, if there's... If there's a uniquely Australian style of beer, it's like, you know, Cooper's, Cooper's Sparkling and Cooper's Pale are, are definitely it. It's a style of beer that we can generally call, call our own. Yeah. Um, it's very traditional. Um, oh, you know, um, family-owned business, as, as I've said before on the show, I don't, don't know why they're not in the IBA. Mm. Yeah. So that they, um, because they are independent. The only reason why they're not in the IBA is that they, they tick the we're too big box. Yeah, 80 you know? million litres of beer. That's yeah, I mean it's so 30, so 30 million is the cap, or 30 or 40 million, I think, is the cap for the IBA. And so um, they're just too big. It's amazing to think about. Like I like you just get caught up in your world. Like I don't I don't ever drink Cooper's beer. I have, I mean, I used to, I I drank Cooper's sparkling for a little while. I appreciate it for all the reasons you just said. Um, 
I don't really ever see people drink. I suppose I don't, I don't know, but like there must be a shitload of people drinking this beer. Mm. Uh, yeah. Good on them. It's I've, very I've popular. Been... Yeah. yeah. Oh, I, I just realized feel... something I did last week that I didn't tell you. What did you do? See, my, you know my brother, right? Have you, have you met my brother? I don't think so. He's like the shorter, fat, fatter, uglier version of me. Well, well, I hope he's not one of our 12 listeners because otherwise we're yeah. going to be cancelled. Yeah, <laughs> um, he's um, he he's he makes he makes vinegar, lots of it, and um, that's all like uh, barrel, makes, barrel aging and shit, isn't it? Uh he does do traditional balsamic. That shit takes ages. That's minimum mm. eight years, mate. Wow, minimum. Yeah. Like um, normal vinegar. Yeah, normal vinegar is like pretty quick. It's like, do you know how vinegar's made? I feel like, like I'm about to find out. Yeah, you're about to find out. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up and listen. Yeah, right. Come on. <laughs> so it's like a so there's two ways to make vinegar. So you've got um, a double fermentation. So you have yeast that turns sugars into ethanol, right? We're all, which we're all familiar with. Yeah. And then you've got acetobacter, which is a bacteria. It's aerobic bacteria, so it needs oxygen, and it eats ethanol and turns it into acetic acid. Yeah. Interesting. And so that double fermentation is how you get how you get vinegar. It seems very inefficient, right? But yeah, it makes sense. Well, that's the most efficient way to make vinegar, to be fair. Right. Um, and then the really slow way, the traditional balsamic, you know, that stuff where you get the little bottles and they're like 150 bucks for a little that's like Yeah, bottle. that's like the sweet barrel aid shit. That's right. It's yeah. Like the so gin that, version and the whiskey version. That's right. And that's that's traditional balsamic. And that's made with a bacteria called gluconobacter that converts sugars directly to acetic acid, but very, very, very slowly. And um, that's the other way you make vinegar. Hmm. Now back to your so, story involving. Your so brother. yeah, was I went out to, to to do some consulting for my brother. In what and, capacity? Um, well, he owns a brew house. Ah. He's got a ten hectolitre steam brew house. That's cool. Uh, which he just bought from um, Brutique and. Oh, yeah. And um, he, he makes a bit of, um, so he makes vinegar and he makes kombucha out there as well. And um, I, I brewed tea on a <laughs> 10 hectolitre brew house. That's cool. Because they were having some problems, like getting tea and they were getting all tea leaves and shit in the tank. And I went and had a look at it and I went, oh yeah, let's see if we can do this. So anyway, it's like a ridiculous amount of tea in, uh, in, like, uh, in, in a 10 hectolitre brew house, like nearly 60 kilos of tea. Wow. In, so if you think about like hops, you know, you might chuck five kilos in a 10 hectare batch or something, like maybe five, five or 10 kilos. For the dry hop? For the dry hopping, yeah. And then um, 57 kilos of tea. What is it? And, actual like leaves? Yeah, tea leaves. Yeah, just comes in big giant 50 kilo sacks and that sort of thing. Wow. And so how do you think you make tea on a big brew house? Same way you make beer. <laughs> It's the same way you make <laughs> beer. We chuck, we chuck the tea, we chuck the tea in the mash tun, and we lauded it. We ran it off just nice. like brain, yeah. <laughs> and it fucking worked. Tastes good. I don't know. I love tea, but just not that much. It's very, very strong tea, and um, and it worked. And we 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 basically made tea in the mash tun and ran it off like you do with with malt, and and we had tea, and it was good. Very so I was cool. Pretty happy with that. So what else you got there on the news list? All right. Well, we well, Coop, well, you mentioned Cooper's not being in the IBA. There's a bit of IBA news. You had your Queensland meetup. Um, yep. They did their annual kind of wrap up the other day, which I watched. Um, announced a new board. 
and they got the Indies coming up. So there's, there's a bit going on with the IBA. How was the Queensland? Are you, are, what are you doing for the Indies, mate? Oh, our so we do like a staff. Well, we do a staff Christmas party, and then our teams do a, a um the team day. So our production team are going to go up do a team day and, and go to the Indies at um easy times. Easy times, yeah, I'll be at easy times. Yeah, so and I'll I'll probably come up at some point, not ruin their whole day, but I'll come up to watch the awards. Yeah, should be fun. Yeah, it's a great venue. I like easy times. Yeah. I think it's a great spot. Did you, So the IBA thing was good the other night? Last night? Last yeah, night it was then. good. There's lots of good stuff happening. So um, my uh, faculty manager came on and he was um, talking about uh, apprenticeships, brewing apprenticeships, which is very exciting. So um, so basically the, the, they're looking at, the state government's looking at funding like um, a three-year apprenticeship um, uh, for brewers to learn the trade on the job and, and they get their certificates free and be assessed um, in the workplace rather than being in the brew lab or in the classroom yes. and that sort of thing. So cool. that means they can just keep working. And so that's a, it's basically it's another pathway to get your certificate three uh, in, in food processing um, you know, and which is quite exciting. And there's basically the, um, the possibility there for, um, for brewers or employers to get uh, wage subsidies uh, to take on mm-hmm. an apprentice yeah. um, up to, up to $20,000. So it's a pretty, pretty, um, uh, pretty impressive um, uh, possibility, but um we need to know that the industry needs it. And so there's a survey that you can fill out uh, for brewery owners in Southeast Queensland or Queensland in general can fill out. Um, and that helps us, helps the state government to sort of gauge the demand. Um, and um, um, and um, yeah, hopefully we'll get that one over the line. If we do get apprenticeships over the line, there's lots of other states that have traineeships. Um, and I'm pretty sure, and I'd be happy to be st- stood, stood corrected if I'm incorrect. Um, but I think we'd be the first if, it, if we get it up, and we'd be the first state in Australia to have an apprenticeship, a brewing apprenticeship. Mm. That's such a such a good idea. I'm, as a um, IBA member, I'm very good at filling in surveys. So that's there's so many surveys. Yeah, go for it, mate. Every week um, another survey. But that's cool. And then, I, think, um, I think that's very. And exciting. then the other thing is is some of the changes to some of the COVID related relaxation of liquor licensing laws that, that, mm. that happened. Yeah. Um, like it looks like that some of those are going to be uh, made permanent, which I think is very exciting. So, um, so for restaurants, um, they'll be able to offer takeaway uh, alcohol with a meal um, up to one and a half liters. There was some kerfuffle there regarding it was supposed to be wine only. I think there is still some kerfuffle about that. I think there's still a bit of kerfuffle. Yeah. Actually, you're right. There is still kerfuffle. And so if you're a if you're a Queensland-based brewer, you should write to um, Minister Fentiman and Minister Butcher. Um, and if you're in the IBA, you should have a, a uh, an email with a template. Um, Dave Kitchen sent something out today. To, yeah, that's right. Yeah. To get in their face yeah. and just say, look, we need this. We need this to stay. It's got to include beer. Because it's, it's really dumb, right? So one and a half liters of alcohol, right? That's two bottles of wine. That's that's fourteen standard drinks. It's also a four pack of beer, right? Mm. And they they originally in the first re, first draft of it they excluded beer and premixed spirits. It's like what the fuck, you know? You get yeah. a four pack of beer, even if you're getting a big stonking IPA, that's eight standard drinks. It's like half the amount of two bottles of wine. 
Yeah. Um, and um, and so basically, the 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 go is is that um, the uh, Queensland Hotels Association is they only want people to buy takeaway alcohol from them, from their members. So they 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 put digging their heels in with regards to it. But then that kind of conflicts with the Queensland craft brewing strategy being about access to markets. Mm. So um, so there'll there'll be some sort of compromise that'll happen there. If it does get up, I think that's a pretty major win for you know Queensland craft brewers because it gives them another outlet to be able to sell packaged product. Um, does it really? Like, how many people are buying takeaway beer from a restaurant? Have you like fucking Uber Eats, mate? Everyone's getting Uber Eats with beer. That's different, isn't it? That's a different license to deliver alcohol. Yes, but they can deliver it themselves. Right. So I think the restaurant can deliver it themselves, but they can't get Uber Eats to do it. But no restaurants delivering their own food and beer, are they? No, I don't know. But having takeaway at least, anyways, I think is a good idea. Yeah, it's it's a good idea. It's just not. It's, I don't know. I remember when like COVID hit, it was like, yeah, sweet, everyone will go buy beer from the local restaurant. I don't think anyone did. Really? I don't think so. <laughs> because the bottle shops were still open and. Yeah, people yeah. are still in the behaviour of doing that. I guess there's a convenience factor there, you know. There's, a, there's a little bit, yeah. You know, it's just, just another outlet, you know. Is it going to be a huge volume of beer? No, but I think it's just shit that the QHA are just trying to put dig their heels in. Yes, it would be nice to get a victory and be included in it just for the just to get the moral victory. Oh, just yeah. so over the um, wine's okay, but anything that's not wine yes. is, is bad. You know, just treat all alcohol as alcohol. Know. Yeah. Um, just the, the two bottles of so 1.5 litres, two bottles of fucking wine, you know, 14 or 15 standard drinks versus, you know, if you, if you get a, a standard, you know, four and a half percent beer, yeah. it's uh, six standard drinks, not even a bottle of wine. Well, they're supporters of No Hop Vember because they want, they want people drinking the wine instead of the IPAs. So. so. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, okay. The IBA board changes. Um, we oh, had Peter. Phillip, what's been changed? I actually said, haven't heard this. Yeah. So, so Peter Phillip stepped down as the chair, okay. who's been the chair for two years. He did a great job too. So, yeah. So, cheers to Peter. Peter Phillip from Wayward. Yep. Yeah. Um, it's it's and I, and Richard. God, I hope I get this right. I was kind of watching it live while we were doing a beer tasting, but um, I think the new one was Richard Adamson. Um, from Young Henry's. Yes, what's he doing? And he's the new chair. Is he? Yeah. Oh, cool. Because I've been doing some work with him on the IBA People Committee. Yeah, right. Yeah. And um, so he's done a great job on the People Committee. That's good. You know, um, looking at... Um, so people, the People Committee in the IBA looks after uh, education and equality and well-being. Yeah. Um, and so he's done some amazing stuff with um, uh, trying to get a, a brewing certificate four off the ground nationally, getting a national curriculum around that. Yeah. It's still a work in progress. Um, and uh, he's done some uh, great stuff with, um, um, with you know, we've, we've done some really good work there uh, writing the, uh, the Independent Brewers Association Code of Conduct. Yes, I saw that. Which was which was really cool, um, and then um, 
trying to do some stuff with well-being, but we kind of got caught up with a lot of other things that were going on at the time, like that big, the, the big blow up, you know, that happened with the, you know, the, the sexual harassment and all mm. that sort of stuff that happened in the States that kind of leaked over into here and kind yeah, of needed yeah. to be, needed to be dealt with as a, as a, as a matter of urgency, which is, which is fair. Wait, what's your um, role in that? I'm you just a member of the committee. So the committees are not members of the board? No. So oh, the so board basically, separate... the board delegates out. So there's different committees. So there's a, yeah. there's the people committee, there's the quality, com- there's the tech quality committee, there's the uh, consumer marketing committee, yeah. like how, how the IBA markets to direct to consumers. Yeah. Um, it's probably another one, but I can't think of it right now. It's amazing they can get they can get you know a fair bit done with so many volunteer people, you know, kind of helping out where they can. But it's 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 a fucking hard thing to do being part of one of these things. Oh, and having the time to do the yeah. stuff as well in amongst all the things that you that we do. Um, I, I've really I've enjoyed my time on the um, on the people committee. I think it's um, it's just a different aspect of the industry that um, you know I got involved with it originally due to the, the educational aspect of it. Yeah. But, you know, when it started to sort of, you know, start to delve into things like well-being and mental health and, um, and, and, and um, uh, you know, um, and, and equality for, you know, um, different um, ethnic groups as well, mm-hmm. which I believe that's a problem in Australia, that, that even within our own industry, we, we have, we struggle with um, ethnic equality, you know, have a look at, all the brewers in Australia, and yeah. who are they mostly run by? White blokes. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And then you got really good brewers, you know, down in Melbourne. You got like that um, the two rupees, which is run by the um, um, the, the guys from uh, they're from uh, from India, and um, you know they they they're trying to make a name for themselves and and um, uh, and, and struggle getting their message across because. They're not white blokes, you know, yeah. and, and that's the sort of thing that we really need to change. And so, mm. you know, and so that's what I, that's, that's why I've really sort of enjoyed my time on, on that committee because it's like, there's just so many different issues going on. It's like, yeah. yeah, we need to do something about all these things, you know, and it makes helps make the industry much better. Yeah. And it is, it's good. And, and it's also, it must be hard for them because they've also, because they've got the volunteer kind of board and committees and whatnot, but they're also an organization with staff, and a budget yes. and, you know, income that is derived to a large extent by events that didn't happen, yes. you know, in the last couple of years. So it's, it's, it's yeah. kind of amazing. They can do anything. It's a pretty yeah. fucking challenging thing to be. Yeah, exactly. Involved. Oh, they're so lucky that they had, they got the Indies up this year mm. and actually got them to happen because that's a pretty decent revenue spinner for the IBA. Um, Brucon, not so much. Um, it'll be back next year. Um, but but um good beer week as well is it is it I, I good beer week it. as well is is coming up and and um you know look it's um uh, I think that that there's a lot of upside there for the IBA and for good beer week and I think that that they can do a much better job um, reaching consumers I think good beer week's a start I don't see you know I, I you know put personal opinion that's my my opinion is not the opinion of the IBA I just I think good beer week is something that should be national. Um, mm. and celebrated in all the capital cities around Australia and maybe some regional areas as well. Yeah. Um, um, or at the very least, um, 
um, the IBA getting a deeper involvement with some of the, you know, we haven't had a Sydney Craft Beer Week in a while. Um, we haven't had a Bruce Vegas in two years and that's a, like a volunteer and non-profit mm. thing. And I think that that might be, um, in my, um, uh, you know, it, just, just my, you know, off the cuff opinion, it might be something that might be better handled by the IBA as a direct consumer um, thing with Bruce Vegas, you know, wound up. But the, the, the IBA have only really run, how many good beer weeks have they done? Cause they kind of acquired good beer week, didn't they? Three, I think. Yeah. But it's, it's running events is can't be fun. Like that must be so stressful. Well, that's, that's the thing. It's like, that, that's really what the IBA is about. It's an, event, it's an events company, which is kind of fine. That's how they generate their revenue, but yeah. Oh, their membership, their membership, they must generate a bit from that. Like that's, you know, we, we pay a fair bit of money to be members yeah. of the IBA. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's interesting. Yeah. Anyway, good on the people that are involved in it. And mm, um, good people. Congratulations and, to Richard as well. That's really cool. Yeah. And I think Richard from Bentspoke is on the board now, Lauren. Oh, great. Um, I didn't I didn't kind of stick around to the end because I had to do it. Oh, we have a Queensland, thing. we have a Queensland member of the board as well. Well, yeah, David Kitchens. Um, I, I David should... Kitchens stepped down as the Queensland state yes. chapter president. Yeah. And um and and Lauren from Ballistic is now the Queensland right. state chapter. Perfect. President, so Dave, David's great. He's, he's on top of everything. It's, he's it's done a awesome. great job. Yeah. He has definitely done a great job. He said last night at the meeting, it was fucking hilarious. Hey, because he was like chairing the meeting and all that sort of stuff. And he goes, uh, and he and and what he meant to say was that he was stepping down as the Queensland state chapter. And he goes, um, I'm I'm getting out of the IBA. And there was this right. gasp across the <laughs> there was this gasp across the room. I'm like, did, did ballistic sell out to a major mate? And he's like, no, 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 I'm just giving up bloody being the state, state chapter president. I'm like, oh shit, eh? Fuck. <laughs> well, I think I think at the risk of turning this entire episode into the IBA, um, yeah. the the uh, one of the questions we had was actually on this very topic that involved ballistic. Oh, right. Um, What's that? So it's from Connor McCormack, who's uh, uh, one of the 12. In in our, in our Facebook group and listeners yeah, to the show, one of us, one of yep. us. He says, "I know the topic of being independent has been touched on a few episodes already, but I think ballistic was mentioned, but not really further discussed. Episode one or two, maybe. Are you guys able to discuss founders first uh, slash Mighty Craft and yep. the association with ballistic slipstream, Foghorn Source, Jetty Road yep. Breweries? Yep. Are these breweries pushing the limits of being in the IBA?" Should they still be considered independent? And I just thought of that as you said that because if David Kitchen is getting out of the IBA, maybe it's because the <laughs> founders first have bought more of Ballistic. Well, yeah, okay. So, like you know, the, there's a long-standing um, kind of business thing that happens in the in the in the 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 alcohol industry. It's not just limited to craft beer as a global phenomenon that um, there are companies who um, own different liquor brands, right? And so some of the ones more close to home would be Fermentum, which is stone and wood fixation, two birds, granite belt cider, square keg, you know, and all sorts of stuff. Um, you've, got, um, uh, you've got Gage Roads, which is Gage Roads, uh, Atomic Beer Project, Matzo's, um, you know, all that sort of thing. Um, then you've got um, Tribe, um, which is a Tribe slash Brew Pack, the contract brewer, 
uh, Mornington, Peninsula Brewery. Um, uh, what was that brand they had? Stockade. Stockade, that's right. Yeah, Stockade. Um, and so, you know, that's that's sort of, um, you know, pretty pretty sort of close to home. There's a couple of decent-sized consortiums I think, uh, those in the are States. Sort of, I feel like they're different. They're, they're different. So. Different to what? Well, they're different to Mightycraft in that um, in almost all the examples you said, the the kind of the main company either invented a brand or 100% purchased a brand. Mm-hmm. So like Stonerwood invented all of those brands you mentioned except for uh, uh, Two Birds, you know, which they bought and decided to keep the name. Um, yes. Tribe, you know, made up all of those brands themselves as far as I know. Gage Roads made all those brands except for Matzo's, which they purchased in yep. full. Um, so they're kind of just like products under one brand, whereas like Mightycraft is an, is an organisation that owns a certain percentage of a lot of different companies. So that makes it not, by the way, I'm not saying they shouldn't be independent. I mean, they are independent, so so whatever. But I I feel like that's a little bit different to the examples you've given. Yeah. Well, okay. Give me an example of um, one that's out of the US. So the one that popped into my mind would be um, Kanaki. Kanaki. and they own Oscar Blues, Cigar City, uh, Wasatch Brewing Company, Squatters, which I think is a brew pub company, Perrin Brewing Co., Deep Ellen Brewing Co., and Revitalite, which I think is a like a sports drink or something like that. Mm. Um, probably a CBD fucking sports drink, maybe. Um, you know, and um, uh. It's it's all about like it's all about vertical integration, mate. You know, Mightycraft, for example. Okay, so you think about what Mightycraft own. They own a few breweries, some distilleries. They own a cider company. They own an alcoholic kombucha company. They own venues, right? So they're they're getting the the breadth and the 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 the, the vertical integration as well. Right. How are they getting? How are they getting the vertical integration? Well, they own they own the producers and they own the venues. Yeah, that's not really. I don't think that's vertical integration. Like the the, the it's not it's not really any cheaper or better or more efficient as a venue owner to make your own beer. I don't think. Is it? It'd be cheaper for you Absolutely. to go and buy cheap kegs. I don't think so. I think it would be cheaper for you to buy cheap kegs, like the the pub on the corner could buy mm. kegs cheaper than the small brew pub could make them. Mm. Mm. No small brew pub could make $200. When, you've got, when you've got the economies of scale, case. right? So you think they, about But they don't have Mighty... economies of scale. Absolutely, they've got economies of scale. In relation to, to what? Uh, buying power from all of the suppliers, right? No, so... but, there's not, but they're not doing a whole lot of volume. And, 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 and all, all Combined, the purchases though. are going to different places. Under different Fine. contracts, under different organisations, I don't think. No, no, they've got it. Bytecraft's got a buying committee. They, but they buy as one. Right. Yeah. But how? But that's okay. So if they, I suppose if they're doing a huge amount of that's that's still not vertical integration though. It would be vertical integration if no, they true, own, true. if they own the malt companies. But no, if they they have some buying power, but there's still to me, you know, they're they're buying some you know, say a reasonable amount of stuff to distribute in small quantities to a load of different places 
to me, it would make way more sense to mm-hmm. have one big brewery that buys all that stuff and uses it all on that site. Like that's got to be more efficient mm-hmm. and better sort of buying power wise. Yep. yep. I, I'm still, I'm confused. I mean, we've kind of got off the topic of independence, but I, I, I suppose what Connor, what I think Connor is getting is, is what you're describing sounds like exactly what the majors do in that they have one brand, sorry, they have, you know, one company, well, they probably have hundreds, but, you know, it's Asahi or it's whoever owns, you know, mm-hmm. Lion, Kieran. Um, and then they've got lots of brands underneath them that are completely separate kind of brands and entities. And when you go and buy yep. their product, you're not sure who owns what. Um, so I guess what Connor's yeah. getting at is, is that, is that enough to make something non-independent? Because when you go buy their product, you don't know who owns it or what percentage is owned by someone or, or whatnot. Well, well, the IBA's de- definition of independence is, is quite clear, right? Is that, um, you have to be, um, uh, making less than, I think it's 30 million liters of, of product per annum. Um, you have to be, uh, not owned by more than, 20% of someone he's of in, in and of itself, someone who doesn't make more than 30 million it's liters not, of beer per annum. Yeah. And you have to make your product with the skills of a brewer. That's it. Now, Mighty Craft is listed on the ASX. Yeah. But there's nothing in the IBA's charter about the definition of an independent brewery that says you can't be on the ASX. Nor should there be, and that, and that's no, the, no, absolutely not. Yeah, no. and I've heard that. Come but up if that there bit. was a hostile takeover by one of the majors, then you know, major brewers, then that would that would cross out that part that says you can't be owned more than twenty percent by yes. someone who is in and of itself makes more than thirty million liters of beer per year. Yeah, right? yeah, and I've so heard this come up there. about Gage Roads as well because they're listed. You know, should they? Yes, not be considered independent, but you know, if they're if they're if they are actually independent and they're on the ASX, it just means that they're more transparent about what they're doing. They produce their but financials. Yeah. You know, you, you, in many ways, you prefer companies to be on the ASX because they're actually revealing yes, more about public. what they're doing. Yeah, hmm. I, th- I hmm. think, but but I think people probably think, you know, it feels like something that's owned by a conglomerate. So it's not the same thing as going down to a local brewery that's owned by the founders. Yes. Um, and yes, there's that extra degree of separation that sort of seems feels more corporate, you know, or something like that. Yeah, it's interesting. I, I, and and so on the on the topic of Mitercrafts, um, you know, I, I, I'm not quite sure what their end game is supposed to be. Are they are they just trying to just be in the market, you know, for the sake of being in the market, the artisanal drinks market for the sake of being in it? Um, you know, they're they're able to combine and get some economies of scale from their upstream, so supply side as well as the downstream. So they they do combine things like distribution, sales force, all that, that sort of stuff as well. Combining sales, see, I don't I don't know if combining like a sales team is it, ultimately. It, I, I agree on the smaller scale mm-hmm. um, when you're selling to places like independent bottle shops and stuff like that. But if you're trying to uh, put product in the majors, so key accounts, different story. I mean, or do you disagree? Gonna, do you disagree? Well, you're gonna have this. You're gonna have a lot of problems because I just feel like you you're gonna have a lot of different brands that are not just different brands. They're different organisations 
that you're going to have to, you know, kind of choose which one, which which one goes into BWS and why. And it's a, it's well, a exactly. separate, and, separate organization yeah. to the other organizations. It just uh, to well, me the whole that, thing. And and, and, and that's another exactly, and that's another observation that I've got about like Mighty Craft, right? Is that um, is that some breweries they own ten percent, some breweries yeah. they own fifty percent, some breweries they own one hundred percent. Which ones are they going to be pushing the sales of more? It's going to be the ones they own more of, because they're the ones where they generate the most profit from. Well, I assume I assume the goal is to own one hundred percent of all of these brands, or the one at least the ones that continue to do well. But, mm. um, it's interesting. I I'm think just, it's interesting too, and I think I think when when they sort of started popping up, they, it felt to me like they were getting a lot of like sort of free attention, lots of interviews on Brews News about this kind of revolutionary model and whatnot. Um, but I'm, I just, in my head, I don't understand how it's all going to work. To me, it seems really, really inefficient. But in saying that, they seem very fucking smart. Um, oh, yes. They've got, that, they've that got so true. much done. They execute, you know, amazingly. So, you know, yeah. I'm probably wrong and they're probably right. But to me, it doesn't, it doesn't, doesn't really seem to make too much sense. Well, should we get Mark Aisman on the show? Yeah. Do you know I'd him? say, oh, yeah, I can reach out to him if he's interested. And we can get him on the show and say, hey, man, what the fuck? Yeah, all right. All right. <laughs> That's your homework, Hendo, okay? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He'll have to be careful. He can't because his company's listed. He won't be able to say lots of things, but. We'll try and throw a we'll see if we can't throw a few hard questions at him. Well, that's what they said about Elon Musk. So yeah. We'll get we'll get Mark Hazeman on here smoking a spliff and we're good to go. <laughs> Selling at 420. <laughs> yes. Yeah. All right. Oh, um I think that's probably enough. Is it? We, we did pretty well. There's a lot of yeah. a lot of topics. I'm out of beer, so yeah. Better go drink an XPA. Well, or same a here. Or something. But um, if you have a topic for us that you would like to discuss, we'll get another guest on next week. I'll see if I can't get Maddie and Flex on next Wednesday night. Yeah. Um, um, but in the if you so if you, if you have a question for Maddie Cuthbert, who's the head brewer of Rebel and Flex, um, just I'm preempting that they're going to say yes. <laughs> I say yes for sure. Flex listens to this, so Flex, come on the fucking show. Um, and um, um, so if you've got any questions for uh, the Rebel crew. Um, you can send us an email or you can join the Boss and the Brewer Facebook group, which is rock, uh, which is facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Boss and the Brewer. Yes, and I did add it to the website. So bossandthebrewer.com, the email list is up there and the Facebook group is up there. And look, let's be honest, there's not a lot of activity on either. So if, if you go onto there and post a question, we will see it. Yeah, I, I, I like our case. Facebook group. It's a, I, we, we need to shitpost it more, I think. so. What does that mean? Just shitposting. Just post shit. Just, yeah, shitposting. Yeah, like giving each other times. shit. I don't know what sort of things. Well, like when you, when you, I actually know I should have posted the photo of you having the hoppy beer at Revel onto the, the, the Facebook group and yes. gone, what the fuck, Dan? Yeah, okay. That's shitposting. Well, actually, okay. Well, I um, I did post today. See if anyone hasn't had any questions, and they were just shit questions. Is that the same as shit posting? Mm. No, it's less funny. But, oh, okay. <laughs> shit posting is funny. All right. Well, you, you that's your okay. I got no homework. You've got two pieces of homework. Get the Rebel guys or Mark Hazeman on the show next week, and put one shit post into the Facebook group. Yep. Radio.
All right. That's easy. Cheers, boss man. Take it easy, brewer. All right. Thanks for listening, guys.